everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast, brought to you by the Shepherd Express. I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which in addition to being the podcast that you're listening to right now, is also a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a bit about comedy. Speaking of, our next live in-person show is coming up this Saturday, February the 10th. Advanced tickets are only 8 bucks. They're on sale now at laughingliberallymke.com. On that show, we'll have Marco Slera, Sasha Rosser, Joss Fred, the accounts of Homeland Security. We'll have a special activist interview with Tamika Bokovic from Wisconsin Voices. We will also have this week's comedian. I'm so excited that our guest this week is the hysterical Kristen Lighty. Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show again. Hey, thanks for having me back. All right, so Kristen, there are many, many, many reasons to dislike Elon Musk. There's so many reasons. <laughs> it's so hard to choose. He is such a horrible, horrible human being. One big reason is the fact that he is extremely anti-worker and anti-labor. In addition to his famously buying Twitter, firing 80% of the employees, and turning it into the smoldering right-wing dumpster fire that it is today, Elon's rocket and satellite company, Space Twitter, I'm sorry, I mean SpaceX. It's so hard to keep X and Twitter <laughs> straight these days. So SpaceX is under investigation by the National Labor Relations Board, or the NLRB, for unlawfully firing eight employees after they sent a letter to SpaceX executives documenting some of Elon's sexist and sexually suggestive tweets, saying that they clearly go against SpaceX's company policies, which they do. But I mean, clearly, clearly, these workers deserve to be fired, right? I mean, they quoted Elon's own words against him verbatim. If, if that's not a fireable offense, I don't know what is. So another, another of the musky companies is, of course, Tesla. They're also horrible towards labor. Uh, several workers who tried to organize at Tesla plants have been fired. Uh, he's currently, Musk, appealing a past NLRB ruling against Tesla after Musk threatened over Twitter, of all places, to take away stock options if Tesla workers unionized. Uh, last year, at the New York Times Deal Book Summit, where a bunch of rich people hang out and, and talk to themselves, uh, Musk... Musk was on stage being interviewed, and he said, quote, I'm going to do my bad Elon Musk impression here. I do a really bad one. Here it is. <laughs> I disagree with the idea of unions. I just don't like anything which creates a lords and peasants sort of thing. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like income inequality that creates lords and peasants. It's unions that does it. He also said, quote, unions naturally try to create negativity in a company. Yeah, yeah, negativity. By working together to improve wages, benefits, working conditions. Elon is right. Why wouldn't these peasants? just keep their damn plebe mouths shut and obey the lords like the lord intended. Uh, Chris, in addition to being an extremely funny comedian, you're also, in fact, a labor organizer. What is your take on Elon Musk? Oh, <laughs> I hate this man. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Like, a long time ago, Elon was seen as, like, this great hope, you know, mm -hmm. somehow bringing innovation um, which is just, it's such a scam. It's always yeah. the emperor's new clothes with these people. You know, they have money. They've had money their whole life. They've never been told no. So they think they're invincible. And we're seeing that now with Elon trying to say that the National Labor Relations Board is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And I think it just stems from this idea that how dare anyone see themselves as equal to Elon? 
you know, and how dare you try to talk back in the workplace or advocate to change your working conditions, you're creating negativity, you're unprofessional. And, you know, that's an argument I see a lot with, um, you know, union organizing campaigns is anytime you try to speak up for yourself, you know, get raises, get better benefits, then it's, oh, you are negative, you're creating a problem, you're not just taking what we're giving you. Um, and it, it's that tension that makes a lot of people shy away from an organizing campaign because they don't want to be publicly shamed like that because there's already a power dynamic happening between you and your boss. And then they throw that label on and that makes your other coworkers not want to talk to you. So I just see him, Elon Musk, participating in textbook union busting. And it's like, it's like he's never talked to a lawyer in his life. Like, I feel like he's going out of his way to break labor law. But then it's also like, oh, I'm shocked that the rich kid who got his wealth from inheriting an emerald mine doesn't understand labor law, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's what's frightening about the the lawsuit, too. It's like, all right, clearly there's so much NLRB has been around for such a long time. They have all this you know, just like, you know, decades of doing doing actual work, the minimal work in the United States, because we have so little protections for labor in the United States. But the fact that we have this like supremely skewed Supreme Court right now is actually something to be kind of worried about. Like the, the fact that like like they've you know what they what they've done in the past on uh, like environmental regulations, conceivably, you know, uh, Amy Coney Barrett and Kavanaugh and all those all those horrible people. Could make a strike a even huger blow to organized labor uh, with this with this upcoming case if 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 it goes the way Musk wants it to go, especially where he filed the lawsuit, he yeah. filed it in like this tiny backwoods Texas courthouse, knowing how it would be decided, you know, uh, specifically to move it there faster. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. We live in terrifying times, but you know, good union organizing has always been about pushing back on unjust laws. So. I don't know. I feel like if they try to enshrine these ideas, um, you know, we'll be there to push back. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we have to be we have to point out to be fair to Elon Musk, he does he's a free speech absolutist. He just <laughs> fires people who ever question him at all. Um, so, uh, Kristen, another aspect of the uh, podcast here is a discussion of the art of comedy. Um, in addition to being a labor organizer, a, an awesome comedian, Kristen you just a few months ago recorded your very first comedy album. I can't wait to hear it. Tell us what what, what was it like. Tell us uh, how's it going. When's it coming out? Give us the give us the deal. Ooh, switching emotional gears so quickly. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm happy. I'm pissed. Uh, no, um, I am so happy about the album. I recorded it in November at Altercation Comedy Fest in Austin, Texas, and. Oh, I got it. It was like the best night of my life. It felt so good. Like I had been working that set, building that material for years, honestly. And then, um, you know, just best night ever. Uh, it will be available on vinyl in April. I'm getting it pressed at a little company um, called Gold Rush Records. And it will be released on Burn This Records, which is Brandy Posey's record label out of LA. There'll be a digital release as well. Um, yeah. Everything is going so well. It's uh, I'm waiting for something bad to happen. <laughs> Everything's coming up lighty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it comes out in April. Oh, exciting stuff! What's what's the name of the album? 
Oh, it is called Disassociation Vacation. Sweet. You know, awesome. For when you want to take a little me time. <laughs> well, in addition, so I, I'm, once the pre-order is going, I'm, I'm also getting on vinyl. I, I, like, I, I, have, I, have, I have so many older comedy albums on vinyl. Having like friends' comedy albums on vinyl is like the coolest thing because it's like, it just, it's just awesome. It's just like the, the artwork on, especially for comedy albums, it's just the, it's just the coolest stuff. Uh, but in addition to the comedy album coming out, uh, if people want to see you before, April, before listening to you in April, they can see you this Saturday at Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. Uh, where else? Uh, do you have any other bigger gigs coming up in the near future other than this Saturday at Laughing Liberally? Yeah, really looking forward to the show in Milwaukee. And then um, the, well, the 17th through the 24th, I'm going to be doing a bunch of shows out in L.A., and then Monday or <laughs> Friday and Saturday, March 1st and 2nd, we'll be hosting our Don't Tell shows in the Green Bay Appleton area. Awesome. If people, so real quick, people should definitely be following you on social media so they know when the album drops and they can pre order and get it and stuff like that. Where can people find you on social media and the interwebs? Yeah, it's always my name on every platform. It's Kristen Lighty. Kristen All Lighty. one word. All right. Uh, Kristen, uh, funny stuff as always. Great talking to you. And I will see you Saturday at Laughing Liberally. Yay. Looking forward to it. All right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening to episode 88 of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.